28 minutes or less podcast with S. Foster. What's good, people? It's your boy, S. Foster, back for another episode of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast. And uh, this is episode 67 of the podcast. Um, I wasn't going to do a new episode um, before the year end, but I just finished something last night and I got to get it in. Yo, I've already said that this is really a spur of the moment type of um, podcast. And it's really all over the place. You really never know what you're going to get. The last podcast that I did with my guy, Scoops Bronson. It was uh, the top 10 albums. Uh, we did our own separate albums of the year that we felt. So that was music. And now I'm coming back with this uh, TV stuff. And the subject matter is going to be, I finally finished The Sopranos. But before I get there, because um, this will be the last podcast of the year of 2021. And uh, I just want to say a few things um, before I got started. This year really has been um, not only an emotional roller coaster, but a physical roller coaster as well. Really, the last three years of my life has been really kind of really all over the place. I mean, the lows have been really low and the highs have been really highs. You know, for an example, I uh, finally got my divorce finalized, which is a really big high. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best thing that happened to me this year, but it's one of the best things that happened to me this year. And then one of the worst things is uh, losing uh, my guy, um, my uncle, my real uncle, by the way. Some people thought I just called him Uncle Washington. No, he was really my uncle. He married my dad's sister. But uh, losing my uncle, you know, a father figure, my best friend, my therapist, my, I mean, Uncle Washington was, I mean, really fuck being a co-host of a podcast he he was he was really everything to me and to lose him you know back on june the 5th of this year it was it was bad man i mean it's still bad you know he was the person that i would reach out to if i needed advice if i needed you know someone to talk to and out of all the people in my life and i mean all the people like my dad my mom um, my girl, my kids, my sister, like everybody. He's the one that understood me the most. He wasn't my blood. Like he married my dad's sister. So, but it was just that the understanding that he had. And it was like the things that I would try to get across that I feel like other people wouldn't understand like what I was saying or where I was coming from. Uncle Washington did. And to lose him you know, one of the most important people in my life, like it has been, it's been terrible. You know, I, I have, you know, I still listen to the Stolen Time podcast, um, not for, you know, <laughs> for big head reasons or anything like that. It's just really the one great thing about him other than getting all the gems and all the great advice and all the great things that he had to say, um, just being able to go back 
and to number one to listen to those gems but have his voice live on forever you know he's in the top three for me of podcasters of all time um he was just he had a knack for it he was a great talker he was a great thinker and to lose him and close the chapter of the stolen time podcast it was tough for me man look i started that podcast june the second um no july excuse me july the second of 2017 um it, it was something that i started on my own he came on episode two and became the co-host of it and we built a great rapport with each other and to close that you know we did the farewell episode um on the southern time podcast which was 213 you know shout out to jd oracle casey lord candace scoots bronson and who was Sinclair Cannon? They all was a part of that podcast, so I appreciate everybody doing that. It was really the last episode, the last episode, the outro. It was just saying that that this podcast was going to continue, and and the viewers anonymous was going to continue. So I did an outro, but that was um just to really to close that chapter. But it was it was tough losing him, man, and it still is. And so that's why I say like this year of 2021 has been. You know, it's, it's, it's been a rocky, somewhat steady, but kind of all over the place type of year for me. And I did, there was a lot of firsts for me this year. There's a lot of things that I did for the first time. And I got a lot of, of great outcomes when it comes to some of the things that I did. I um, reached out to a lot of people. A lot of people helped me out this year when it came to the podcast. When Uncle Washington was sick. I had a lot of different guests come on this podcast in the Stolen Time podcast, so I appreciate everybody for doing that. Um, but I feel that there can be more great things to come, um, especially when it comes to this podcast. So hopefully everybody continues to listen. Um, I appreciate everybody who's been with me throughout this journey. Uh, everybody was a part of the team. Like We started a new podcast to kind of it kind of ended abruptly. I wouldn't say that it's over. I would just say that right now, like people started working second shift and wasn't able to get everybody all together. Um, some people started podcasting in the morning. Some people started podcasting late at night. It just got, you know, our schedule just got all crazy. And, um, you know, hopefully we can find a way to get everybody all on the same page. And we don't know if we're done for this season, which we might be. But as far as, you know, for the 2022 season, you know, the 4-3 could be back season, you know, episode, not episode, but uh, first week of the NFL or first week of college football. We don't know yet. We still got to sit down and have another production meeting. So, like I say, there's been a lot of a lot of wild things, man, a lot of a lot of crazy death when it comes to personal or when it comes to uh, famous people. But. I'm not going to ramble on about that. I'm going to get into my subject matter, you know, maybe what some people came here for. But what I'm going to start when it comes to The Sopranos, right? So what got me on The Sopranos, and obviously I'm late because it was uh, it ran from 1999 to 2007. And I remember the buzz about the ending. There were just people saying that, oh, the ending suck. I didn't like the ending. No, no, no. All this type of shit. And all I heard was, we don't know if he got out of the situation, if he lived or he died, all this type of stuff. But that, that wasn't what intrigued me. 
What intrigued me was watching The Many Saints of Newark. When I watched that, I was like, it, it pulled me in. You know, it gave me that Godfather, gave me that that Goodfellas, that Casino. You know what I mean? It gave me that type of vibes. And if you listen to this podcast, you know that like I'm into this type of stuff. Like I'm doing like this little series thing when I'm when I'm talking about people that was considered American gangsters like Jeff Fortin, Larry Davis. I've done um, Fat Cat Nichols. Like I'm into that type of stuff. And when I watched the Many Saints of Newark, one of the main reasons I wanted to watch it was because uh, James Gandolfini's son plays him as a teenager. And I just thought that, that was very interesting. We're getting a lot of that um, people who are playing their dads, but he was playing his his dad's character from a fictional show. And so I, I, I watched a couple of what do you call it? Uh, a couple of trailers, but then I already got HBO Max, and I pretty much kind of watched every movie that came out on HBO Max this year. For the people that don't know, uh, if you don't know, you've been living under a rock, but because of the pandemic there was a lot of movies that was released on hbo max same day as theaters so it's like if it's there you might as well go ahead and watch it if they're giving it to you for what is hbo max 14.99 or something like that if they're giving it to you and if you're a content person like i am and then when you put out so much content when it comes to the viewers anonymous we do a lot of movies so you might as well go ahead and get all of this stuff in so i watched the mini saints of newark i thought it was pretty good but like I'm watching it blind. Like, I have no idea who the... I mean, I, all I really know is Tony Soprano. But I don't really know anything about Tony Soprano. So what I did was I watched, like, a trailer of The Sopranos. And so it... I'm still watching and not really knowing what's going on. So when I finally started watching The Sopranos, I'm starting to get introduced to these characters. And it's kind of throwing me back and forth a little bit when it comes to The Many Saints of Newark. So I'm like okay so i'm watching it and i'm watching it and I'm watching it and what's intriguing about the sopranos is the fact that it starts out with tony soprano being in a therapist um session and like that's how it starts and that intrigued me right off the rip but you also got to understand this is 1999 the first episode and to think about a mobster a boss being in therapy in 1999 that is a wild concept to even think of for number one so shout out to you know the writers of that show uh, when it comes to david chase he's the creator of the show to even think about that it's like damn that's that's a wild concept and what you start to find out about tony tony is, is really all over the place he started going to therapy because he had anxiety uh, he would pass out um, at events, whatever, like if it ever got to like crucial situations, he was passed out. But the thing about this is when you go into that world of mobsters, they look at you. If you go to therapy, they look at you as weak. They look at you as you can't handle pressure situations. So that was made it very interesting of the fact that this dude is being trying to go to therapy because he know that he would be judged if people knew that he was in therapy. But you know eventually it's going to get out that you're in therapy and then people are going to want to try you and people started speaking to him you know out of pocket at some points but then he would have to get him in line there was one scene where when now this ain't got nothing to do with therapy 
but this just the fact of people like testing you. And then even really the fact that people testing you. Like there was one time where Tony Tony got shot. Um he actually got shot by his uncle, uh Junior. He uh that was his dad's brother. He ended up uh, shooting him, but it wasn't really his fault. His his uncle started getting dementia. And he's and everybody knew it, but it was kind of like a thing where people kind of ignored it. Like they, I, I guess they really didn't take it serious. I don't know if they just really knew how significant of a diagnosis that that was because there were scenes where he would be like, oh, my phone just keep ringing. I don't know why Johnny keep calling me. They're like, yo, Johnny has been dead for like 20 years. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so he, and then he started repeating himself. Like he would say the same thing over and over and over. So they knew that there was something going on with his uncle Junior, but there was really no precautions taken about it. So Junior ended up, well, Tony came in and Junior was upstairs and he thought that maybe he thought that he was being robbed. He thought that somebody broke into his house. So he comes downstairs and Tony is like talking to him, but he's not really paying attention to what he's saying. And he shot Tony in the stomach. So Tony gets shot in the stomach and he goes into a coma. Now, the interesting thing about him going into a coma is the fact that there's a lot of studies. I didn't really go and read any research on it or anything like that. But there are studies that say that when you're in a coma, you dream. And so they're going back and forth between what Tony is dreaming while he's in a coma into what's happening you know real time in real life like his wife is there his daughter's there his son is all over the place um all of his you know his captains when it comes to when it comes to christopher when it comes to silvio when it comes to um paulie like those are people that are you know coming to see him but what while tony is is under he's dreaming that he's this other guy he know he's him but everybody thinks he's this other guy and with a whole nother name. And the way that he tries to cover it up is he took the wrong briefcase at the airport and everybody thinks he's this guy. And like, even though he's like, well, look at me. And he's like, well, I, I actually look like the guy, but I'm not him. Like, this is not my name. This is not my briefcase. So anyway, long story short, while he's under, he, he has this, the, in the briefcase, the guy was going to a family reunion and so he goes to the family reunion and the person that's actually at the door is his dead cousin that he killed he had to kill his cousin because his cousin started working like his brother started not brother but his cousin started doing stuff for other other bosses and he ended up killing the wrong person and then the other boss wanted him taken care of and the funny thing is his name was Tony too. So they wanted Tony taken care of and the guy wanted, the other boss wanted to do it himself, but Tony Soprano took it to himself to shoot his own cousin. And it was kind of like a thing because the other boss wanted to torture him and kill him. So Tony went ahead and took the liberty of saving his cousin to torture and he shot him himself, but he also took away the satisfaction of the other boss from killing him. So Tony did it, even though he didn't want to, but he did it for selfish reasons. Everything Tony does is, is for selfish reasons. So anyway, so when he goes to the family reunion, his cousin, his dead cousin is there. And he's like, yo, give me the briefcase and then you can go in. Everybody's waiting for you. And Tony's like, 
he was like, I know this sounds kind of crazy, but I'm I'm kind of scared to give you the briefcase. I'm kind of scared to walk in. And Tony did not want to walk in. So while he's standing at the door, this bright light just appears. And then Tony ends up not going through the door and waking up out of his coma. And the whole psychological thing is if he would have walked through that door, he would have died because that was like either the, 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 the stairway into heaven or to hell or whatever. So he wakes up out of his coma. So anyway, obviously he's weak. So people think that he's weak. So there was one situation where he gets this new driver and this, and this guy's buff, man. He, he looked like, I would, he's not as big as the rock, but you get what I'm saying. So really big guy, young guy, he's like in his 20s. And so Tony is see everybody is in a room, all of uh, his people just there and they're talking. They're not paying Tony any attention, right? So he just says out the blue, yo, why did you slam? He talking to his new driver, like, why did you slam the refrigerator door? He's like, what are you talking about? I didn't even go into the refrigerator. So basically he beat the young boy ass. And that what that was, was that was a sign of, yo, yeah, I got shot. Yeah, I'm in therapy, but I still beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that was Tony. Like, Tony was a he, he's a very intriguing character because he is one of the biggest assholes that you will ever find. But he has like this sensitive side. But he, but he's a firecracker. He he will snap at any given moment. Like anything will set him off. And when it comes to you know all the girlfriends that he had on the side. Like they made it to be a an Italian boss thing. Like that was the thing. Like there was, you know, there was one part of a season where he met his dad's, where he ran into his dad's girlfriend. And he was intrigued by the lady, but Tony also had mother issues. Him and his mother did not get along at all. Like even when Tony would let his guard down and try to help his mom, his mom would hit him with some bullshit. Now his mom was an asshole but she birthed one as well so he was very they had a very very complicated relationship and so I think that what that whole thing of his I don't want to call it his obsession but he had this whole thing with with his dad's old girlfriend where he he kept going over there like he helped her out he gave her some money you know he, he just spent time with her and like he would tell his therapist about it and all that type of stuff and he would talk about like like that's what italian bosses do yeah, yeah we have our wife but we also have our girlfriends on the side where we can do whatever we want type of things but even with his girlfriends his wife or their wife can't do anything like all they can do is like all they can do is really sit back and let their husbands do whatever they want so that was one of the one of the I don't want to call it strange but it's it's also just one of the things that they did like it was just it because Camilla his wife had ended up not even sleeping with a guy. She just got it in her head that, like, they would look at each other a certain way. They would... 
he would always come over a little early so she would fix him a cup of coffee and they would have these conversations she would go over and help him with it he had bought a house and so she helped him decorate his house like it was all this little stuff so anyway she ended up telling tony that she somewhat fantasizes about Silvio or whatever the dude name was so tony got mad he, he didn't whoop her ass but you know he hit her and all this type of stuff like that but the the sopranos show is is very intriguing for the simple fact of when it comes to these Italian gangsters and like in in the enterprise that was running like Tony was like the head of he, he had a bar strip club he was in sanitation he would tell everybody he's in sanitation business like they would always go and like pick up like trash and like shit like that so that would give them their paychecks and so it, everything would look legitimate but obviously even with that you're always going to have fbi pressure um and tony wasn't a guy that necessarily had fbi and like cops on payroll but he, he had some but they didn't really show a lot of like they didn't really show a lot of you know communications when it comes to the uh, to the police like he did later on you know when it gets to like season four or five and six now six ended up being broken up in two parts it's really seven seasons but they did it like six a and six b but when it got more to four or five and six he started talking more to this fbi agent and but tony didn't want to be considered or seen as a snitch so that was a whole nother thing and then when it comes to like his kids aj and mellow like mellow was the I guess you can call the pride and joy of the family. She, you know, she ended up going to college. Um, she ended up getting involved with one of her mom's best friend's son, but then he ended up cheating on her. Then they had broke up, but he ended up getting killed because Tony was trying to keep him out of the family business, quote unquote. But the dude kept messing around in it, and Tony ended up setting up a hit of getting him killed. And Mello think that he got killed by a black gangster, the way they put it in the show. So there's also a racial component, which kind of sucks, but it's like every time you watch it, uh, any kind of, I mean, even when it comes to Godfather, they mention a couple of stuff like, you know, like, uh, well, this drug, you know, give it to the niggers. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to Goodfellas, you know, there's little subliminals in there. So there's always this this whole thing of that Italians didn't really fuck with black people like that, which kind of sucks because I I mean I'm I'm a huge fan of Casino and Goodfellas and Godfather. I'm more of Godfather Part One and Two. Three was okay to me, but that part of it sucks. But it, it's it's kind of reality at the same time. So. But even when it comes to all the characters, the only character that I really can say that I gravitated to the most, I mean, it's, it's really, a, I mean, the show is about Tony. Like, you really gravitate towards Tony. But then his therapist, uh, Jennifer, she was an intriguing character, too, because what ended up getting crazy about her character is she ended up, in some ways, she ended up kind of falling in love with Tony. She started depending on Tony showing up for therapy. 
Tony would always say that he's gonna quit. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm fucked this. I'm done. And then he'll show up like two weeks later. You know what I'm saying? And like they had this relationship where they would really like get mad at each other. But then at the same time, like she had to end up going to therapy on her own because she knew that Tony was bad for her. She knew that she needed to, to let Tony go as a patient, but she couldn't allow herself to do it. Like she just, she ended up getting, she ended up getting into deep to, to the point where she, she needed to hear these stories from Tony because in season one, Tony would dance around the things that he were doing because he he told her like what she said because he started to kind of get into it in season one but she stopped him and said just know that what we do here is confidential it's between us two but if you tell me some incriminating things I would have to tell the authorities but what ended up happening he gradually started saying more and the more that he would say and the incriminating things that he's doing she get it she got more intrigued by it and she would not she couldn't let him go and she did not tell the authorities that he did so she really broke one of her you know rules that they give therapists and she got so engulfed with what Tony was doing and what Tony was saying and talking about all the women that he was dealing with when he was talking about his wife Carmela he's talking about his kids he's talking about Christopher's drug problem and all the stuff that he has going on like there's just so much there's so much dirt that's put out there in this show that Tony was giving up that I don't think even his captains when it comes to Vito when it comes to Paulie I don't think they knew exactly what Tony was going in there and talking about. And Tony ended up being an open book to his therapist to the point where that was really the only person that he could really talk to, really be honest with. It got to a point where that was the only person that he could be honest with and he ended up getting dependent on her to the point where Every time that he would quit, he would always come back because there would be so much stuff that he want to get off his chest, but he can't, like he can't talk to the people around him about everything. Like he can't talk to his wife, Camilla, about everything. He can't talk to Paulie about everything, Christopher. He can't talk to them about everything and she became the only person that he could. But then it got to a point where a tragic thing happened to her where she ended up leaving work late and ended up getting raped in the parking garage and she held it she withheld the information from Tony because she knew that Tony was in love with her. Tony, when Tony broke up with his wife, I think that was like season four, I believe. They split up for a while. And Tony, now he tried, he tried to fuck his therapist a couple of times, but then he really started going in as far as sending flowers and getting her personal phone number and calling her and like trying to just say, yo, I'm trying to take you out on a date. And she was like, yo, I can't date my patients type of thing. And I think the main reason why she really didn't date Tony was the simple fact of she knew that if she engulfed that lifestyle, that she wouldn't be the only woman because he always talked about all the women that he would sleep with. And I think that she wasn't really down for that lifestyle of him dealing with other women because he told her about all the things that he did. He um, But I was still talking about Jennifer. So Jennifer ended up... that. Uh, 
she had a dinner. Um, this was uh, the last season. She had a dinner with the therapist that she was going to, but these other people were therapists too. They had like this little this little therapist get together, and they was talking about this new study where they were saying that that mobsters that go to therapy end up being smarter at the crimes that they're doing. So what ended up happening is Tony started using therapy not only to clear his head, to also rack up on new game because she would have him thinking on different levels. Like Tony ended up getting smarter in business because of him going to therapy. So she actually made him a more better gangster by going to therapy. Like that's what this new study did. Because like the way they put it was it it the way they put the study is people that are criminals end up being smarter criminals by going to therapy. So she ended up cutting ties with Tony in the last season, at the very end of the last season, because of the study. She didn't believe it at first, but then she ended up believing it. But the overall thing of the show is the concept of all of these characters, even when it comes to Christopher, you know, Christopher being end up having to, he didn't do it himself, he went to Tony, but end up having to get his uh, his fiance whacked because she got caught up in some stuff. She ended up getting, um, being an informant for the FBI. She really didn't give him much, but you know, in that business, she's a liability for him to go to Tony because he was supposed to be the one to do it. He choked her out. He almost killed her, but he, you know, at the last minute, he took his hands off of her throat because he couldn't do it. So he told Tony, Tony got somebody else to deal with it. But for Christopher to be a drug addict, for Christopher to end up being made, you know, like around like season three or something like that, Christopher ended up not feeling appreciated because he had to go to rehab. And when he went to rehab, people, he couldn't be around people who drink like that and smoke like that. And, but he all he always relapsed. Like he would be clean for like a couple of months and then he'll go back and relapse. And Christopher ended up, he wanted to be a, a writer um, for movies, a screenwriter. And he ended up getting uh, credit for a movie, um, Cleaver. And the movie, we never got to know what the success of the movie ended up becoming because um, it ended. Like, it only got to the point where they talked about the movie that it had a private screening but it, it never told us what the success of it was. But anyway, Christopher ended up, obviously he ended up going off the rails with his alcohol and cocaine and all this stuff. He ended up getting into a car accident with Tony in the car to where he almost dies, but Tony ended up finishing him off. But the last thing that I will mention before I get to my thoughts on the ending is, so when Tony kills Christopher, there's some other stuff going on. A war ended up getting started. A war got started because what's my dude's name? My dude is Phil. So Phil's cousin ended up getting killed. And Phil was 
he was he was so done with Tony, so done with Tony. And the thing that what pissed Phil off was Phil had did twenty years, and so he gets out, and obviously everything's different. And a lot of people didn't like the fact that Tony was the boss when all these guys was older. Like Paulie used to run shit with his dad, but he ended up being the boss. You know what I'm saying? So there was resentment for Tony. But what pissed Phil off was the fact that Phil was the other boss that wanted um, his uh, his cousin Tony killed, but he wanted to torture him, but Tony did it himself. So Phil, was he was very agitated with Tony Soprano, and he was mad that his cousin ended up getting killed. He was like, yo, we're going we gonna to start this war, but what we have to do is we have to take Tony out first and then take the whole crew out, like wipe out the whole Soprano crew. So... They started whacking his crew, but not Tony. So Tony had to go into hiding, all this type stuff. And then they ended up getting filled. They caught him slipping at the gas station, shot him in the head. And um, but there were still people that was looking for Tony. And so we're gonna get to the ending because I can't wrap this whole basically seven seasons all up into one thing. But So when it comes to the last episode, Tony think everything is good. Uh, AJ ended up being all over the place. Uh, he became this person where he, you know, he don't want to drive a, a SUV because of the ozone layer. And he was all caught up in the politics. He thought that Bush was doing the wrong thing when it came to Afghanistan. And, and then he ended up saying that he wanted to join the army. He was all shaken up because his uh, Puerto Rican girlfriend broke up with him. Like he, like he cried for like three straight episodes. Like he was, he was really in a funk because it was the first time he really had his heart broken because he proposed to the girl and the girl, she said yes, but then she ended up giving him the ring a couple of days later, and so he ended up talking AJ into being involved with uh, movies. Um, so he got AJ doing that Mello she decided she didn't want to go to medical school but she ended up um, going to law school so like everything's looking good him and Camilla relationship got back better and the way that it ended was so they're at this diner it's AJ Tony and Camilla Mello's outside trying to parallel park she's out there struggling she had to try to parallel park like 17 times so when she finally gets gets done with the car like when AJ walk in there's a dude walking behind well, in front of him and Tony's not really paying the guy any attention he looks at the guy and like uh, you know I finished it you know feels out of here so it's just, there's no big deal so AJ comes sit down on the order some onion rings and so the guy's sitting at the bar and so finally Mello walks in and Mello comes in and she sits down but then the guy that was that walked in in front of AJ. He's walking to the restroom, but you know he kept looking at the Soprano family, so you know there's something fishy going on here. So he's just looking at them, but Tony, you know, he glanced at them, but you know he don't think it's nothing because he feel that he finished the war because he took Phil out. So Mello sits down. Dudes go to the restroom, and Tony look at the guy go to the restroom, and then the screen goes black. And that's how it is. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Now, you can assume that the guy went into the restroom to get a gun and came out and he took the whole Soprano family out. I think that that's what the assumption is. But it's like, for Tony to get out of that situation with his family right there, it's just tough to think that he got out of it. And to leave the show like that, it don't really give you that satisfaction of, yo, I need to see this happen. Because Tony is a person where it's like, yo, Tony getting on my damn nerves. Somebody need to take this dude out. Like, he is such a huge asshole. Like, him and his sister, all they did was their relationship was all over the place. Like, it, 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 I mean, look, I'm, I'm missing a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not definitely going into every single season because if I was going to do that, I would have had to do them after the season because there's a lot of stuff going on here. My whole objective is here is to express my thoughts but also if you've never seen The Sopranos to entice you to watch it as well because I think it's in a, in a really really good show but for it to end that way it just it, it left me in like this little rage just like yo like like you know what happened but actually seeing it with your own eyes is different because for it to go that way you know that the guy went into the restroom he got the gun he came out they are defenseless. There, there's absolutely nothing that they can do at this point. Tony didn't have no gun on him. AJ is still crying over everything. Melo ain't about that lifestyle. Camilla, she ain't about that lifestyle. So the whole assumption is that dude kills the whole Soprano family. And it's like, for it, for it to end in like a diner that way, it's like you can get got anywhere. So, first of all, man, shout out to David Chase. Also, shout out to James Gandolfini and rest in peace to James Gandolfini. Um, you know, shout out to the people who was involved with um, Many Saints of Newark because that's how I even watched it. You know, shout out to, uh, I'm about to say Showtime. Shout out to HBO, HBO Max, yo. If, if you ain't, if you won't, if you don't have HBO Max, yo, like you, you're really missing out. There's a lot of great shows on there, older shows. Like I got into The Wire late, you know what I mean? So, Done. Going back and watching this, man, it, it was it was a treat to be able to go back and watch it and, and to know that there is a lot of great TV shows out here. Like, you don't always have to watch a lot of the new stuff, but it's also nice going back, watching it. it but you got to be able to watch it with that time in your head to know, like, in 99, cell phones weren't really like a thing like that. And to see it gradually have more and more cell phones and more seasons that you watch and and like the old guys being used to the way things used to be and stuff like that so there's a lot of stuff that's going on with the show i just felt that the ending the ending is what it was it it, it to me it wasn't satisfying i i just think that i needed to see it but i have the imagination to be like yo i know what happened like i, I know what happened there was no way they got out of that situation so i just wanted to express you know, my, my thoughts on The Sopranos, man, I, I really think that even though with the racial component, I really thought it was a really, really good show if you ever to set that stuff aside. Uh, but that's in a lot of TV shows. That's, you know, like the homophobia in it. Um, they had one guy, Vito, who was one of the captains. He ended up being, um, he ended up being gay. And there was a whole thing with him. He went up to Maine for a little while or Vermont. It was something down where well, he stayed up there for a couple of months, man. Another guy shacked up with this guy and then came back and thought that nobody was going to do anything to him. So they ended up taking Vito out and telling his family that, you know, like it, they did a lot of crazy stuff. Like there was one guy 
they killed him and told his family that he was involved with the FBI and he was in on witness protection. They told when they killed um, Christopher's fiance, they said that she ran off with another guy. So there was, there, you know, there, there was a lot of things that's in the show that's, you know, I mean, look, I can, I'm good with it. I can, I can deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like some people get very offended, but it's just like. I'm not easily offended, so it's just like I watch it for what it is. I know that there are a lot of people who are homophobic that think the way that these people were thinking, but it was it was a it was a lifestyle, you know. Even they thoughts on black people, like it was a lifestyle. It was the way that they was raised. You watched the Many Saints of Newark. Um, Tony Soprano's uncle um, Johnny, he was very racist. Like he didn't fuck with black people at all. He got mad. He got out of jail. Yo, he went to jail. He served some time. He got out and was mad like literally like beating up the car because black people moved into the neighborhood like he was hot so this is the type of thinking that tony grew up with you know so that's a whole nother thing within itself but i'm gonna go ahead and end it here i just i just wanted to get some thoughts out when it came to the sopranos man uh overall man like you know i'm gonna do a little bit of viewers anonymous here like we do um fire flames um one for the worst five um for the best i mean i'm gonna give the show i mean a 4.5 really is more like a 4.8 almost a five stars man because the way that it pulled me in like it got to the point where it was like i can't wait to get off work so i can watch some more sopranos you know what i'm saying like that's how it got for me like i finished i finished the whole basically seven seasons in like two months and you got to consider i'm i'm watching movies for um, viewers anonymous i'm watching new movies i'm watching new shows like i had to make myself like yo let me watch this like i started having dreams about tony soprano yo like to the point where i was i was getting chased by tony soprano in a dream that i had and i was just like yo maybe i need to chill on the sopranos for a couple of days but i ended up finishing it in around like two months so but it, it overall, man, I, I honestly fuck it. I'm gonna give it a five, man. It, it was it's a really really good show. If you could put yourself in the times, because I think the problem that some people have is they think with a 2021 mindset. But it's like, yo, this is 99. This is the type of shit that was going on then. This is 2007. This is the type of shit that was going on back then. So if you could put yourself in the times, I think you'll really enjoy the show. So I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, you know, this was episode 67. Before I get out of here. You know, shout out to Casey. Um, that's my guy. Um, I got to plug everything into everything. So hopefully um, the new music that you hear in the background, the new beat that Casey hooked up for me. So I appreciate him for doing that. Um, he's always been a huge supporter of the show. I appreciate everything that he does. So shout out to him. Shout out to Scoots Bronson, uh, the co-host of Views Anonymous with me. Um, we're doing a lot of work over there. But shout out to JD, Siege, E. Carter, Shout out to all those guys. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Hopefully, Candace, you're still listening to the podcast as well. But um, that's all I really got today. Uh, y'all can follow everything at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That's on IG at 28, no, at s.foster8. That's on IG and Twitter. So uh, rock with that as well. So also uh, at view anon pod that's on ig and twitter um if you really rock with this movie film stuff the tv and film stuff me and scoots bronson we do a lot of stuff over there so go check out that podcast as well so like i said this was episode 67 of the 28 minutes or less podcast and i'm out